Random Inks Productions presents the Credible Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Mark. All right, Nerd Nation, we're back with our review of WandaVision. We'll start off with episode two. We got into it a little bit last time in our previous episode. We wanted to get into it more this time and talk a little bit more about, you know, the magic show, this new, I guess they jumped forward another 10 years or so for the the TV show format. We want to talk a little bit about that as well as then we'll transition into episode three, which just came out yesterday. So we want to thank you guys for joining us on the Credible Nerds podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in and we want to thank all our new listeners. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, Definitely go back and check out our previous episodes. We've done uh, Marvel Cinematic reviews uh, all the the marvel movies up to this point that tie into this film or somehow are related and connected so go back and check those out as well as our other previous episodes so once again thanks for joining us Uh, my name is justin and i have my fellow avenger with me mark hey guys how's it going so we'll jump back into episode two in here in a moment but um one thing that i noticed that I had seen, but I didn't really like put it together was that in these episodes, vision has the infinity stone in his head. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. I noticed that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how does that, is this pre Avengers uh, infinity war or is it just a construct of Wanda and her, this new reality that she has, or is it, but he seems to have all his powers. So if he's real, he still has the infinity stone because he can walk through stuff and fly and do all those things. Right. Mm-hmm. So this potentially could be pre Avengers uh, infinity war. He's still an Avenger somehow. I, I brings me back. I remembered in infinity war, we got this scene where Wanda and vision were on the run. Right. And they're like hide, hiding out in hotels and, trying to form this relationship, this new thing that they had. And um, then they got, I don't know if that, I think they got caught or they realized they had to go back. I don't I remember. I don't remember exactly how that turned out, but they had to leave, you know, had to stop being on the run and go be responsible type thing. So it, could it be that this takes place around that time? I don't know. Hmm. I guess it depends on whether or not vision's real or not. Yeah, it depends if vision's real. Um, I I don't know. It, it's really weird, and I, I, we'll get into it more. It's kind of like you and I were talking earlier before we started recording. We have zero context for anything, so we could. We have no idea. It could be. It could be in her just her mind that she's making it up. It could be a million things and I just I don't get it I I just I don't get it (laughs) yeah a lot more questions than answers at this point in the show which is unfortunate because we do like you said we want this context to at least base our viewing experience in the timeline that's that's always been a big thing in in any fandom you know where is this fit in the timeline is this a new timeline is this an alternate reality is this a multiverse 
you know, that's always something that has to be established early. You know, where does this story take place in these, you know, big franchises? And what's, where does it fit? Who are the, where are the characters at in their journey in life? And so we don't have that. And that's frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'll just say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard uh, on the internet, I mean, who knows if it's true. You know, I read, seems like I read something new every day that, um, that this takes place after Endgame. So that would mean, um, you know, Vision, at least at the end of Endgame, wasn't alive anymore. So who knows? Uh, it has to be, it's, it's either before Endgame or after, or it's either before Infinity War or after Endgame because Wanda was, you know, in this, the great snap that Thanos did in the five years that followed. Wanda was in this the snap universe I don't I don't think they've ever defined what where that was yet maybe this is part of it I don't know probably not but you know so it's either before infinity war or after endgame that this story takes takes place so mm-hmm. so last time in our last episode we did talk about a little bit how they were you know the story seemed to jump or at least the, the setting jumped I don't think the actual time jumped but the setting moved forward. So it's at the end of the episode, we got everything turned to color and, you know, the house is different. These, you know, the decor is updated to more 1960s style. And got the Brady Bunch. Like Brady Bunch type show or um, maybe Bewitched. Um, she's wearing, Wanda's wearing pants and like a, not a dress, which some of the others are. And, they kind of call her out for wearing pants in the, in the episode at some point. So, you know, things have advanced, but I don't think the story is really that much further along. So that was interesting. But um, it starts out with these, this noise outside and they try to figure it out and they think it's just these tree branches. But later on, we find out that there is this helicopter. It looks like a toy helicopter that landed outside in the bushes. And so later on, as time goes on a little bit, uh, Wanda goes outside and she finds it. And the show at that point is still black and white. And she picks up the helicopter and it's red and yellow. It's full color. And we see the number 15. We see the sword emblem on it. So it's obviously not part of this reality, this world that they're living in. So that's a mystery that was presented, but wasn't resolved by the end of the episode. Do you have any thoughts on what it could be? I don't know. (laughs) I'm having a hard time. I think like last episode, I was really like, yeah, you know, you know, I had all these theories and now I'm just kind of like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so, I don't know. And I'm kind of, I know I'm going backwards here. I'm kind of thinking about what you were saying earlier. Where is this taking place? And I actually think it is in the future. It's got to be after Endgame because we've never heard of S.W.O.R.D. before. Correct. Like we would have heard of S.W.O.R.D. if it was in the past. So it's got to be in the future. Whatever's going on, which makes the whole vision thing, is he really real? It makes me lean that he's not real. Because he, because she is a construct of the Mind Stone. And he literally is the Mind Stone. 
Right. And so for her to be so powerful that she can just rewind time and he has no idea anything about it, you know, it's just like moves on like he's oblivious to what just happened, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, I, I think that's the more likely story from what we know at this point anyway. Um, I did have a thought that maybe he's being, like they got his corpse, air quotes, corpse. They are somehow providing power to his corpse uh, from some power source. And so he's, maybe he's kind of alive, but he's not being powered by the, one of the infinity stones. But huh. I, I don't know, that's, I think that's reaching too much. That's too complex, but possibly. Well, that could make sense, right? Because what's her name in, uh, from uh, uh, Prince Chichala's sister? Yeah, her name. She was like, "Oh, you just have to unconnect all these things, millions." So maybe that could be someone figured out how to kind of do that, and then access it that way. But, but I don't know. I almost think. I mean, if you look into sword, what sword is? So shield is more of like the defense of Earth, and shield is kind of like attacking extraterrestrial threats. Sword is. Yeah, that's kind of like their thing. They're kind of like the you know, not so much defense, but taking action against uh, um, extraterrestrial threats. And so if they're involved, then it kind of makes you think like this is an extraterrestrial encounter of some, of some kind. We just, okay. I mean, we obviously just don't know what, what it is, but which would make sense what we see at the end of um, episode three, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of getting ahead of where we're at now, but anyways. Yeah. yeah. Tuck that away. We'll get back to it in a minute. So, okay. Um, so the the helicopter had a sword emblem on it. So um, I'm assuming they're sword, right? Who knows though? We don't know anything about sword really, other than actually it's how we came to know that it's sword is the emblem on the helicopter. And then people look up on the internet and find out, oh, there's this whole organization in the marvel universe called sword so that's got to be them I mean, it's a logical jump but it hasn't been established in the show yet so who knows um so then she she's like oh that's weird and then her neighbor comes over and they go to this planning meeting with all the the ladies of the neighborhood and there are some interesting things that happened in this planning meeting um one of the the lead planner the the head the person in charge, she's kind of a, I don't know if what's the right word, but a type personality where she's, you know, she's the dominant person in the group and she calls out people for their mistakes or perceived mistakes even. So she's kind of this person that's, uh, you, you, you got to please her if you want to, I think they even said that if you want to go far in this town, you got to be on her good side. And so Wanda's like, okay, so we see her trying to do some things and then we get this, this pretty cool moment where it's just her and I think her name's Dottie. They're talking and then there's this voice on the radio and you brought that up last time that you think it's Captain America. Mm -hmm. uh, and the voice is like, um, you know, what are they doing to you, Wanda? And so that was kind of the strange experience. And then she, Dottie cuts herself on the glass, but then the blood is red as opposed to black with the black and white uh, filming of the show. 
Now, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Is it just a cool way to contrast things? I think, I think when we see things like that, like the beginning of episode three, when he's cutting through the freaking wall, when she's cutting her hand, when something really awry is going on, like when she's sitting there, um, I want to say Mrs. Foreman from that 70s show. But then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the heart's wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, when, you know, she's like going stop crazy. It. Yeah, stop it. You know, stuff. I wonder if that's something like Sword is trying to change something. Something's going on because it always seems like shortly thereafter, something happens, right? Something from the outside is brought in. That's a good point. And you even brought that up last last time, the last episode, and they they pretty much confirmed that in the third episode. Yeah, exactly, right? He's cutting yeah. through the thing, and all of a sudden, this lady's there, right? That's not even part of their unit, like, of the area, and, um, you know, and, you know, she cuts her hand, and she's like, oh, my gosh, and then it, it's different. It's, like, red, you know, and I think that's kind of more of the Pleasantville type thing there, just super out of character, but then shortly after we get the whole B thing, you know, and everything like that. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's what I think. I just think that someone's changing something, whether it's sword or another group or something, someone is changing something that shouldn't be changed and it's messing with whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that brings me to think, well, so there's this reality that's going on. Wanda's reality. Um, People are trying to break through, contact her, whether it's through the radio or through the, the the beekeeper guy that comes out of the sewers later on in the episode. And then in the next episode, the the lady talks to her about Petro. So these she's getting getting these encounters. So are these good guys trying to you know, say, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Or it, because that would lead, if they are the good guys, which I think they are, that leads to me to believe that either Wanda is being held captive or she's in a situation where she wants to be there and doesn't want to leave. Because she does, it does seem like she doesn't want to leave because she has opportunities to make contact with these people, but she pushes them away. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, that makes sense too. Cause it's almost like it's fragile a little bit. Like whoever that lady was from sword, you assume, or from wherever. Yeah. I would say from sword, right. Cause she's got the sword necklace thing. Yeah. She's kind of playing along with the vision, you know, with what's going on instead of being like, I'm from sword. You need to wake up. You're going crazy. Right. Like, like that would make the most sense. You know, if she's trying to save her, why wouldn't she be like, I finally made it. You need to wake up. You need to. And then, whatever but obviously something's going on where they need to play along with Wanda but because Wanda's aware right you know end of episode three she kicks her out kind of thing but um you know but at the same time Wanda may not be fully aware of everything that's going on so they're like trying to fragilely tell her like look you know um this is good. We know what you're doing, which is fine, but this is going on, which is not fine. And, and they're trying to like do that in a way where she doesn't like kill everyone, I guess. I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause she is pretty powerful. Um, 
she does have the potential to to do that to freak out and kill people if they're not careful so maybe she's in a situation where it's voluntary by choice but it's not other people don't see it like she's making a sacrifice to get in bed with the bad guys and do their play their game but she doesn't want to but she knows she has to for some purpose but the other people don't know what that that she's doing that so they're like hey you got to get out of there and she's like no i'm doing this for a reason and so you know leave me alone that's i so that's the impression i get so but we don't have like again we don't have any context of what's going on here so who knows we could be completely wrong oh yeah so they they're planning this magic show and vision and wanda at the beginning they perform this trick with this cabinet which by the way has the infinity stone the mind stone on the, the cabinet so there's a lot of these easter eggs that i don't know i i've read a couple articles like from nerdist and comicbook.com and all these guys um they always say you know 15 easter eggs that you missed and didn't know anything about like oh what's that and i read them and it's like these really off the wall <laughs> easter eggs that it doesn't even matter right like I guess in the first episode, there was this, in the credits from the show, there's like this name, the director was a composite of two people's names from way back in the day who did something with the old comic book. And I'm just like, you know, do we even care about that? <laughs> I don't care about that stuff. And then they're like, oh, the, the Infinity Stone is on the cabinet. And I was like, well, yeah, that's cool. But I, I doubt it means much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's got, it kind of, kind of goes back to the uh, Mandalorian. You know, if you've listened to my our podcast about the Mandalorian, um, when I said, you know, we've had enough of the spider eggs and enough of the Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, exactly. at some point, it's just it's like, okay, let's let's move on from that. We get it. You want to thumbs up people. Cool. I mean, you can do that, but you got to give, you got to advance the story somehow. Yeah. Eight eight episodes for a season. I don't need an entire season wasted on freaking spiders. You know, I need uh, (laughs) that's one eighth of my my precious uh, monthly payment. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I don't know. I just um, I think doing things like that now and again is fine. But like you said, it's all the time. You're like, well, you know, why am I why wasting time on this? It's a 30 minute episode with like six minutes of credits at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did notice that. That's crazy. Cause I thought, well, maybe there's like an end credit scene. So I'd nope. forward through it and nope, it's just all credits. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my point with that is you're not, we'll probably bring a couple up here and there, but at the end of the day, we're more a podcast for the casual nerd, not the hardcore in depth. Oh, I want to know everything about it from the comics from the 1960s all the way up through the movies you know, that's not us. So those those guys do their thing, and that's fine. But we're not going to get into it too much. So anyways, they're doing this magic trick, and they're having this. That's kind of the focus of the up at the end of the, the last half of the episode, really, is uh, Vision. Like you mentioned last episode that he, he swallows this gum, and it gums up his insides, and they show it as a a diagram of this machine, but he's not a machine. He's more, um, I don't even know what he is, but he's not a, a robot, like you said. 
So that causes him to be act like he's drunk or intoxicated or something. And he does all these silly things. And Wanda has to fix these, these gaffes that he does. Um, so we see her using her powers, which is, I did like that. I mean, it was entertaining. That part was one of the few things, the few sequences in the show that I actually found entertaining on a consistent basis. So that was cool to watch. But one thing they say is they're like, oh, we're doing this charity or this show for the children. And they all chant for the children. (laughs) That makes me think something's going on there. Which is interesting because I haven't seen any children. Right. That's a good point. Until the next episode, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that, that's, I always, I thought that was weird too. We're doing it for the children. There's like 10 people there. Yeah. Like sold out, you know, oh, it's sold out. There's 10 people here and there's with three empty tables in the back. And yeah. uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, where's the children? Like, I remember thinking that, like, that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. And it's funny because it's supposedly this a child like one child running around i remember like some girl chasing a ball or something the other oh uh, yeah so it's interesting that this it's this suburban type area but there's like the same 10 people that we see here not even 10 people the same five people that we see all the time so it's you know it's just weird situation but that's, i'm sure that's part of the story but uh they're able to pull off the magic show and Everybody loves it, says says it's the best. And throughout the whole time, this Dottie character is sitting at the table and Wanda's kind of giving her the eye, like, oh, is she going to figure out who we are? So that's why she's doing her magic, using her powers to kind of fix things to make it look like she's not doing magic um, and that she kind of covers for for vision. So there's something with Dottie that I want to know. That's intriguing. Who is she? Is she a good guy? Is she part of this sword agency? I don't, I don't think she is. You know, but who is she? I think that's something we'll have to find out later on. So they pull it off and they head back home. And this is when everything, they get back home. They're talking about um, their life. And she's all of a sudden pregnant. She's showing and that's when everything turns into color in the episode. And then they hear the noise outside. They go outside. They see the beekeeper climbing out. And she says no, rewinds time back a couple minutes. So then that part doesn't happen. So I think because they're doing things for the children, one is pregnant by the end of the episode and then gives birth to the twins we find out in the next episode i think that is part of why she's there for some reason she has to create this reality to get pregnant to have children Hmm. and in the comics and the main storyline in the past she does give birth to twins billy and tommy um that's always been part of the story so i they are kind of they are following the general storyline of the comics and that's part of her story. So I don't know where it's going to go from here or why she needs to be in this place to have children. Maybe she's being, 
I don't know if this is the right word to say it, forced to have children so that the bad guys can steal them and then use them as their pawns in their evil scheme. I don't know. So another unanswered question. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Because like you said, she does have the twins and it's just kind of weird because how much does this reality translate to the outdoor, you know, outside reality? Like when she leaves, can she take the twins with her? Yeah. And if she can't, that's weird. And two, if she can, so can Vision come back? Yeah. Kind of strange. Yeah. So moving into the next episode, episode three, I was hoping that we would get answers like more concrete answers in the sense that, you know, what is going on and where are they at and who's who in this episode. But we really didn't. We got a a smidge, a tiny reveal at the end, but it didn't really answer any questions. I guess answered a couple, kind of. We'll get into it in a minute. But this episode is more the same as previous ones where they jump forward in... Again, I don't think they're jumping forward in time, but the format of the show is more 70-ish type Partridge Family type show. Um, It's got the 70s decor and the colors and the furniture and all that stuff. So the house gets upgraded. Music like the sticks and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so the whole situation, the whole ambiance gets upgraded, but they stay the same. She's still pregnant, but she does have this quick pregnancy where... Basically, 20 minutes into the episode, she's given birth. So it was pretty quick. Um, They're building this baby room, and they draw a stork with a baby on the wall. Later, um, Vision leaves. When she starts to give birth, Vision leaves to go get the doctor. And then the the stork comes alive, and it starts walking around the house. And so Wanda's trying to hide the stork from a neighbor who comes to visit. And but her magic isn't working on the stork for some reason. You see, you just see that red puff of cloud, and stork just walks right through it. So, just some weird things in the show in this episode. Um, I wasn't there, were some cool things at the end that happened, but you know, the first 20 minutes, I'm like, what, what is going on? Why do I care about this? Unfortunately, that's you know was my perspective of the show. Um, any yeah. thoughts from you, Mark, on that? <laughs> I don't know no, what else to I, say. I, I, yeah, like you said, we watched a 20-minute episode about a girl doing nine and a half months of pregnancy and, you know, in not even a full day inside the of the TV world or whatever, I don't whatever world they're in. You know, it happened so quick. But one thing I noticed was weird is that vision couldn't calculate it correctly. Mm, like he would yeah. know, right? And so, you know, he was, he was off. He had no idea. And, and, and that was weird to me. And, but he's aware of the things. He's like, you know, like, why are we, like, what are we doing? What's going on? You know, and then, you know, obviously it does a quick reset again. And, so he's like us. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like blown away, but... No, this episode was the last, like you said, the last 30 seconds were very fulfilling to what it brought, right? We got more out of 30 seconds than I've gotten out of an hour and a half 
of, of other episodes. And um, so it was neat, but it left as many questions as we have answers. And just really, really strange. And, and for me, this episode was a letdown. I said kind of in the first part, like we need something big in three. It's gotta be big. What I meant by that was not a big 30 seconds. I meant like a good episode with lots of you know context. Instead, we got less context with one big thing for such a short amount of time and a million more questions. It's like episode two of the new Star Wars films, like just didn't do anything for me, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I, I was really disappointed in, in what it did. Um, but the end was good enough that I may be interested in one more episode. <laughs> yeah, one more try. <laughs> but I do like how uh, we talked about it that in a pre the previous episode where um, like every time something, they start to figure stuff out or start to think too much, something happens and they get distracted. And Vision brought that point up. Um, just like you said, he's aware, he's like us. He's, he's aware of what's he's kind of aware of what's going on, but he doesn't know what's going on. He keeps getting distracted by these these things. Um, so I thought that was a good observation on your part before it even happened, before the the statement was even made. But I guess another good thing within the story, we we brought up how the guy, the neighbor guy, is cutting the wall with the hedge clippers, and Vision questions him. He's like. He's just like, hey, what's going on? And, you know, no big deal. What are you talking about? And so, but then while he's outside, the the one lady uh, shows up. I can't, can't remember her name. Geraldine. Geraldine. A.K.A. Monica Rambo. Yeah. Yeah, so the one girl, Geraldine, shows up, the neighbor. And um, Wanda did talk to her in the last episode when they were at that planning meeting and they kind of became friends. And she's the one that they brought into the cabinet when the trick went wrong, wandered snap or not snap, but Wanda brought her into the cabinet at the end. There was this grand finale. So she's still hanging around, but the outside neighbors make a point that she doesn't, she's not from around there. She doesn't have a house there. They don't even know who she is. So she's, she's there in the house talking to Wanda and then she starts to, to go into labor and she delivers the twins or the first twin. And then the doctor and vision show up and vision delivers the second twin. Um, and then they, the doctor and vision leave. And so Geraldine and Wanda are talking and Geraldine brings up, well, first of all, Wanda says, you know, I'm, I'm a twin. My brother Petro, me and my brother Petro were twins. And then Geraldine brings up, well, he Ultron killed him, right? And Wanda's reaction was not what I expected. It was like she was remembering that she had forgotten it or something. Because she was like, what, what did you say? She didn't recognize it when she said it, but then she knew it when she said it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What did you think? Um, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Right. And she's like, why would you say that? You know, and just like, it was almost like she's starting to realize like, oh, 
she's not supposed to be here. She's not part of this. You know what I mean? Because there's no way she would know that. Which, which kind of releases this whole idea that she has a certain amount of control about, about what's going on. Obviously not full control, but she, she has you know, quite a bit of control. Um, and I think that's the first time we've seen either of them use their powers to that nature, right? To just toss her out of the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. And, and what's weird to me too is that I, I didn't realize this, but she was in the second episode, right? Yeah. As well. And remember, yeah. she was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She did say that. Remember? So I don't get why, why doesn't she know? Like, why was she just playing a game then? Does she really know? Or was she like, what am I doing here? Like, what is going on? So does that mean if you go into this reality, you kind of lose some of your memory. You just get absorbed in it. And you're like, what's going on? And then she kind of starts becoming self-aware. And Possibly. Yeah, right. So that kind of opens a new door. And then next thing, why did it take an entire episode from two to three for the constructs of whatever's going on to recognize she's not supposed to be there? Yeah. They all accepted her in, in the second one, right? Like they were clapping for her because she got transported or whatever, that she was at the thing and no one said anything to her. And then all of a sudden, episode three, it's like, she's not supposed to be here. She doesn't have a house. Where is she from? Who is she? Yeah. Yeah, some good points. Yeah, so I mean, it just kind of opens the door on a lot of questions, which is pretty much all we have for three episodes is more and more and more questions. Um, so, and then this is, right, Monica Rambo, same person who's from Captain Marvel. Right. So, was she the fighter pilot or? She was the little girl. The of little her, girl. Yeah, she was yeah. the daughter of her friend, right? Okay, yeah. So she's all grown up. So Captain Marvel, so Captain Marvel took place in the 90s. Monica Rambo was a little girl. Oh yeah, I remember it was the 90s cuz Blockbuster. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the little girl's I don't know how old she was, but add 20 years to that. So maybe it sounds like this show in in the real world is taking place in our time, in our timeline, our current timeline, or mm-hmm. they're close close enough to it anyway. So it's after Endgame. Okay, so that kind of clears it up a little bit, just a tiny bit. But yeah, who is who is she, and why is she in there? How did she get in there? When she's ejected, we that's you know a lot of the last 20, 30 seconds is we see her fly out of the this like force field type thing, land on the ground, and all these jeeps with these armed guys pull up to see who she is. Um, so I, I was wondering, you know, are those are those sword guys or those bad guys? Why are they like acting like they're gonna attack her? Or maybe they just didn't know who it was at the time. But it seems like so what the shield, there's the shield that's going on that's in everybody's in the reality there. But there was like camps and houses, you know, permanent settlements of people there outside of it. 
like monitoring it or in the first episode we saw someone watching the tv that was seemed like they were monitoring what was going on inside with with wanda so my guess is that's all part of the same thing so you know is, are they the ones creating this alternate reality and is is monica part of their group or not part of their group yeah well and then you kind of saw that weird like force field around them right yeah and i i don't know she seemed confused when she was kicked out didn't she yeah like it could have been like there's this weird experience like this shock or it could have been like why you know what happened <laughs> like she doesn't know anything mm-hmm. but yeah she was confused like you said yeah, I, I don't know. I'd like to think, I don't know. In, when I first saw it in my mind, what I thought was maybe kind of what happened was that Wanda might have been wherever she was and she got caught up in everything with Wanda and got drugged into the same reality and same everything that Wanda's experiencing right now. Yeah. And then Wanda kicked her out. So like, I'm almost thinking these people are pulling up like, oh my gosh, she's out. How did she get out? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and she's totally going to be confused. Like what's been going on? How long have I been in there? Because obviously, you know, in episode two, this is, and I guess kind of put the dots because she was just so like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You know? Yeah. And in the first episode, one and vision didn't know. They didn't know anything. They're like, who where did we come from how did we meet you know they were confused too mm -hmm. so that's par for the course but the people who aren't confused are all the other people that live there they know what's going on yeah yeah they all know what's going on except her who ha who specifically said i don't even know why i'm here yeah like all of a sudden she was starting to become self-aware a little bit and so she got kicked out by wanda who is probably enjoying this fantasy because somewhere she knows that she probably knows that Vision's really dead. She doesn't. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to accept that. She doesn't want to live that. And I know I like in this course of this episode, I've I've changed my mind or changed my ideas like like twenty times. But you know, I guess that's why we talk about this. You know, so we can brainstorm it. And and so you know, I almost yeah, really think that you know she was caught up with Wanda and she kind of became self-aware. Wanda didn't want to and kicked her out. And I think these people are going to come up and like, how did you get out? And she's going to have no idea how long she was even in there. And it's going to be one of those things like, I was in there for two years, what? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be that, I was just thinking this as you were talking that, um, so she says, you know, Ultron killed Petro. And she's like, what, what did you say? And she realizes, she Wanda realizes more and more what's going on. And so she, we don't see, because it cuts to vision outside talking to the neighbors. And we don't see what, how, what they talk about. Vision comes back in or, and uh, Wanda's like, oh, she left. So we don't know what they talked about. She could be like, hey, you need to help me get out. Or, hey, you guys, this is what's going on. Leave me alone so I can figure it out. She could have given Monica some instructions. Say, hey, I'm going to kick you out and you need to tell people this. And then she kicks her out. Because initially I thought, well, she's, she's mad at her or she's afraid of her. So she kicked her out to get rid of her because she was a threat. 
but it could be that, hey, I'm giving you these instructions to tell these people, sword, what's going on. And then they can help the situation, whatever it is. Mm. So I don't know. It could be that too. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because we just didn't see what they talked about. Yeah, I mean, you knew that what they were saying. You knew they were talking. You just didn't know what was said. Yeah. Yeah, and then Vision comes back and she's gone. So, huh? I I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I really have high hopes for what's this could be. I just feel like they're taking way too long to get there, and it's and it's turning me off. Right, and. I don't know why it's necessarily turning off. I don't know if it's just because I just want answers right now and I'm impatient or it's the setting of the show that's really turning me off. So I'm watching the show that I'm interested in, but it's in this movie area era and format that I'm just super uninterested in, right? And so it's just turning me off. And, you know, so like first episode, I was like, yeah, this is like, total B plus, you know, it's got good stuff. Episode two, I was like, ah, B minus, you know, a little bit more of the first, but still got the new factor in it. And then this episode, I was like, okay, maybe a D plus, maybe a C minus. Not just because it was, I don't know, all about a pregnancy. And then the last 30 seconds were great. And that was it. Right. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think this uh, era of television that they're couching the episodes in, that shtick is getting old and they need to move on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And now I've got to wait, what now, five more days to watch an episode from Chips. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I think that's going to be like, that's kind of like the next era of. Of movies, right? Chips and uh, what is it? Uh, Dukes of Hazard, A Team. Yeah, the, the A Team. Are we going to see you know Chip and you know talking vehicles and stuff like that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so who knows? I we'll see what happens, but I just I sure hope we we start getting places quick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, if they, they do something like with the 80s show, but then they show Monica Rambo outside of the, this reality talking to S.W.O.R.D., I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Because now we have something else besides this self-contained uh, laugh track period piece that's really not that interesting. So, yeah, I hope, yeah. I mean, we'll keep watching it because that's what we do. We like it, but... Uh, Maybe I'll wait till it's all over and watch it all. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank you guys for joining us here on the Credible Nerds podcast, uh, listening to this review of parts of episode two and, episode, and then episode three of WandaVision. Um, if you are interested, please join up with us on the Credible Nerds Nerd Nation. You'll get access to an exclusive feed of our podcast where you'll get bonus content bonus episodes and we'll even do some giveaways and some you have access to some exclusive swag that uh, the regular audience members don't Um, for the for example uh, last episode we talked about uh, Von Strucker and if you don't have access to Nerd Nation you don't get to hear that part of the conversation because it's 
some of the exclusive content. So we'll do that again with this episode and subsequent episodes. There's always going to be some bonus content. And like I said, we'll do bonus episodes along the way. So join us out. Check us out at uh, CredibleNerds.com slash NerdNation. And you'll find out that it's super cheap to join up. Um, so do that. Just enter your email address. We'll get you signed up and support us here on the Credible Nerds. Next up, we'll talk about episode four of WandaVision. And hopefully there's a little more exposure to what's going on outside of this reality so we can dive deep into that. So thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. You guys.